0: yeah i'm super excited <laughs> um yeah the the m&m of freestyle connection the queen of leveling up <laughs> yeah. badass human uh lydia barrington how are you
1: <laughs> oh i'm freaking great but what an intro
0: yeah right oh <gasps> yeah pretty cool uh lydia I am I'm glad to be talking to you. You have been a uh, a very uh, meaningful and significant part of my life even, even though it was during a short period of time. It was at a very important period of time in my life when the work that I was doing within fitness specifically was um at a crossroads where it was either okay it's time to really go all out with this and uh dedicate the the rest of your life to it or pivot into something slightly different and uh through yeah thick and thin you you were there supporting and uh yeah working alongside me so i just want to say thank you for, for that 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 was uh huge uh for me
1: oh it sucks we were like yeah honestly like It just feels like it's so mutual, like whether we're in contact regularly or not, it just feels like we're always in each other's corner and we always pop up and then it's like, hey, and then it's like we never kind of left, but we're always like growing at the same time. We kind of just like meeting each other where we are. Like, yeah, I think that's so cool. And it's been so cool to see you evolve and like, yeah, just fully step into it. I love that.
0: Well, the the (laughs) origin of our relationship started in New Zealand. You attended a seminar slash workshop. I think it was like a four hour thing uh half day mm-hmm. type type thing with Daniel, Daniel Severin Peterson, who has also been on the podcast. And um, after that, you you contacted me and we started talking a little bit. And then we met in San Francisco. And uh, and you're like, I, I want to do this. I want to uh, work with you on this. And although a lot of people used to say that to me, a uh, few uh, actually followed through and you were one of the few. I'm curious why
1: it all started well like I say it all started at the seminar but before that like because I was a CrossFit coach and I used to use your YouTube videos a lot um, to help like you know get cues progressions and all that kind of thing for my athletes so that's how I like knew of you so then when the seminar was happening I was like hell yeah I'm going but like you said like literally that day in the workshop you're like You guys probably think you're coming here for something, but, you know, you're not really going to leave with that thing that you initially thought. Like, you know, I thought I was going in there to learn some progressions and it'd be movement. And yes, I did. But I remember you being like, why do you want the muscle up? And you just questioned and questioned, like, why do you want it? Why do you want it? And then I was just like, oh, my God, I was having this like huge, like questioning everything. Like, oh, my God, why? Like, why do I want these goals? Like, what actually do I want to do? How do I want to be showing up? And then it changed like how I was showing up as a coach. I started using the freestyle framework and your progressions and using like an eye of like movement perspective going into my class. So I was teaching different progressions than they had seen. And they were like, what? And I was like, you know, because I can see it differently. And I just loved, yeah, what you were doing. It was just like curiosity. And it wasn't this like black or white or this is how you do it and Mm -hmm. that sparked something within me it was just like so purpose driven and I wanted to be around that like it was so different to anything that I had seen and it wasn't this conformity of doing what everyone else was doing it was questioning things and like yeah it was this unique thing that everyone is so different but you also had this way of like making that cool like we're all a gang and we're all unique and different but this is like a community at the same time instead of it like this is a box you have to fit in. Because, like, that's something I've struggled with for such a long time. And yeah, there was just, honestly, it was just so cool. And I loved what you were doing. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to be that's around cool. people who think differently.
0: Um, Lydia, take me back to early days of your life. What are some of the first memories in, in your life that have uh, shaped you into uh, being who you are today and doing what you do?
1: I mean, like the first thing that comes to mind is like the sense of not fitting it. I just felt like I craved this desire to be like liked and to be a part of, yeah, groups and tribes and um, part of the cool kids. And I just felt like I just didn't, no matter how much I tried with it, like later in the years, even, um, you know, before my kind of like pivotal changing point. It was, I didn't even realize it, but I was so like people pleasing and I would change myself just to try fit in and it sucked. But, and I can kind of see that like throughout my whole life. But then there's been this like duality of like, as much as I've wanted to fit in, I've wanted to just be myself and I've just wanted to like be accepted for who I am. And like, I've even gone to the point, like I remember when I was in my hairdressing days and like, I would like do my hair different because I wanted to be different. I wanted to, you know, like, this is me. This is, like, you know, accept me for me. But, like, yeah, that whole duality of, like, oh, my God, like me, like me. Like, I want to be a part of your group and, like, feel like I'm a part of this cool thing. But then at my own detriment to, yeah, losing myself. So those Mm -hmm. are the first things that kind of come up. It's, like, yeah, this struggle of, like, yeah, wanting to fit in. um, But then this evolution of, like, learning how to, you know, be unapologetically me and, yeah, sometimes that can be like your circle's not that big, and you might not have everyone like you. But the people in your circle genuinely like like you for you, mm-hmm. and that feels way better because it's like, oh, I could just be myself.
0: Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's very liberating. I'm curious when you say uh, you lost yourself, what what does that mean, and what does that look like for you, or what did it look like?
1: I think I really noticed it after. Um, as you know my breakup because that's kind of when I hit a bit of a like a rock bottom for me and I was like fuck it felt like my whole world was like crashing down but at the same time like even though in that very moment of all that shit happening I was like I know that this is going to be a catalyst for you know Lydia 2.0 and I could then just start seeing like all these things that I had been doing that had kind of like slowly been pushing like me to the side if that makes sense it was kind of like for example you know how I would show up I would feel like I had to be a certain person or be like yeah yeah and just like agree with things not question people um be very like passive um but not actually realizing I was doing that at the time and then I'd get so upset that these people that I don't even really like were that um yeah I'm not aspiring to be with I would get so upset because I'm like why don't they like me but you know because I'm trying so hard to be this thing that I'm not and then yeah through like that um, relationship as well I can kind of see how bits of me I just kind of like almost just like push her down a little bit like you know Um, so yeah and then it was after that that I was like holy shit like I get to redefine like who I am and who I want to be and I can get back to like yeah, the essence of Lydia. And I can redefine, you know, how she shows up, how she engages, what she wants to do. The people that she is going to uh, now engage with are, like, going to accept her for her. And she doesn't have to be this, like, person, <laughs> this, like, avatar of who she thinks she needs to, like, make friends or, you know, make impact. hmm
0: hmm For sure. What, what, was, what was it like back then? Because I think a lot of people that are listening... Uh... Are, are probably um, listening to this and thinking, wow, I you know I identify with this idea of uh, wanting to fit in, not fitting in, uh, when fitting in, wanting to stand out and be their own person, and then trying to find uh, different communities or, or people or movements that they can join to kind of accelerate their process. And then maybe realizing that, wait a second, just because I'm joining this thing doesn't mean that uh, I'm set. I still have to figure myself out. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. And I think it, it really comes uh, down to this idea of finding who you are and what you do, and then deploying that in various ways until you find the thing that works.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like the first thing that comes to mind, like, if we're talking about 2019, it was only a couple months later that I was moving to Australia and that was supposed to be like the next chapter so you know i'd left um being a crossfit coach left being assistant gym manager i was like okay yep ready for this like next chapter and then i was there five weeks and um then my partner at the time um broke up with me and i didn't see it coming and then i was like holy shit, what am i gonna do so that was like a huge yeah uh i guess at the time, like I said before, it was just like this, holy shit, I can't believe this is actually happening. Like I went down to um, the park and I literally stayed there all day. I was like ringing my parents and I'm um, ringing my friends and I was like, you know, crying and letting it all out. But then, like I said to you before, I was like, at the same time, I had this like inner knowing of like, Lydia, this is going to be like so huge for you. Like you are going to like grow from this, even though it hurts and it sucks like this is honestly going to be like a catalyst for you redefining like who you are and how you want to show up and so once I um got off the call with my dad he was like all right we'll bring you back to New Zealand you can come live with me in Auckland and I'll preface this like I'd never lived with my dad so I was like okay (laughs) like this is going to be a new experience um and I was really grateful like he took me under his house and I started getting myself you know together like I started exercising like because that was something I knew how to do because I was like um you know pretty dark time for me um especially because I consider myself such a positive person but dark in the sense I've just had so much sadness um and then I had so much doubt like you know am I not I was questioning my worth like am I not good enough I'm not pretty enough like blah 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 so then I was like all right I got to change this narrative I got to figure out like who I am and yeah I started doing personal development started exercising developing these really cool habits and then started thinking differently like I even went and got a job as a barista because it was like you know me I love coffee and it was something I always wanted to do so I was like fuck it I'm just gonna go like do that while I try figure some shit out and then I knew that I didn't want to just go back to a nine-to-five like I just that whole like yeah just doing what everyone else is doing it just for me I was like no like I want to do something that I feel so fulfilled from that I feel like I'm creating like this impact and I decided I was like actually you know what I need to go back to Wellington I'm gonna go back so I literally got in the car and this was like huge for me as well because I drove from like pretty much not the top of the North Island but it was quite far it's like a 10-hour drive and I'd never driven by myself, like, for that long. Like, so I was, like, driving down the highway and I was like, girl, you can do this. You can do anything. Like, that was a badass moment. Um, So I drove all the way down to Wellington, but I didn't quite get there. I stopped at my sister's and she's, like, about an hour away from Wellington and COVID happened. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> like, looks like I'm staying with you. So that was actually really cool because then I started getting into calisthenics, like body weight and I dabbled in that before so then that was like a really cool like another moment because then I was like whoa this is really cool because it's like similar to movement and the freestyle you have to like become really like in tune with your body and it's very much like you know it's not just like picking up heavier weights and then you can progress it's like these tiny little like micro adjustments of progression And sometimes the body weight stuff, it looks easy, but it's actually hard as fuck. And a lot of it is the mindset, like, you know, trying to figure it out, your spatial awareness. And so I really loved that. And then I happened to reach out to someone who happened to go to your seminar and I was like, hey, you're the calisthenics guy. Like, hey, I'm wanting to do Kelly. Um, You know, can you help me out? And then, yeah, (laughs) we... From there, he then was like, hey, you should come work at our like private studio in Wellington. So I was like, sweet. So that was me like coming back to Wellington, started doing PT. Like I hadn't quite done, like I'd done PT, but not quite like that before. And then, yeah, Sam and I became like best friends. And then, as you know, we were on a call one time. I was like, hey, Carl, I'm uh, seeing someone. (laughs) Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, of course I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, where is he? Show me on the photo. And then I'm like, oh my God, he's the guy right next to me.
0: (laughs) Which is crazy. Um, So at the seminar workshop that you attended in Wellington that Daniel and I were teaching in the group picture, you were next to him.
1: Yeah, that was so cool. Um, And then, yeah, I guess from there it was like, Sam and I knew that we wanted to um yeah do our own businesses and that's something that I'd wanted to do for a while as well. And so Sam was developing an app and it was for like personal trainers to be able to build like programs because at the time it was just only like, you know, Excel sheets and um, you know, if people were even doing programs anyway. So he was building the app and then I was like, Yep, I want to create my own business. And then we had an opportunity to come down south and we're like fuck it let's do it let's just you know see what happens and so yeah we've been here like over two and a half years now and fucking killing
0: it (laughs) that's so cool I I really I really love this uh Lydia so now you are um are you doing uh PT still are you doing personal training still Mm -hmm. okay so uh What's what's your business looking like right now? Give me a little overview of, um, yeah, what your work looks like and what your business is.
1: So at the moment, like I've predominantly got online clients with a few like in person, and I like I work with women essentially. So I'm basing around at the moment this challenge called Stronger You, and essentially it's all about getting girls like strong as fuck, like. I, and there's, there's usually like a push, a pull, and a legs movement. And it's like, all right, choose which one that would make you feel like really badass. And it doesn't matter, like, if you've never done these before, let's get you in working towards these goals. And I literally just had um, our first challenge finish up um, on the 10th. And I had like an in person meet with all the girls. And oh my God, it was so cool. Like, you know, they were just in there, like lifting heavy weights, like doing pull ups and chin ups for the first time. And, Honestly, that was like a bit of a side note, but um, it's just so cool. So yeah, I'm really niching in with getting women really strong. And the difference is um, it's not just about the physical. So each week they do personal development tasks and that comes from my own learning. So whether it's all the books that I've been reading, whether it's the own like shit that I go through, I then use that and then what they're going through and then I create tasks for them to do. And then we coach through that too. So I'm coaching them through like, strength training and self-awareness, and we combine that to help them become strong as fuck, like, from the inside out, essentially.
0: I love it. And what's what's that program called?
1: So it's called Stronger You.
0: Okay, and that's the Stronger You. And then um, is the Badass Collective still a thing?
1: So it is a thing, but it's not as much as, like front and center like I'm still you know on uh, my website I've got the badass collective and a lot of my branding is still that but as you would have seen I've been chopping and changing um like on the gram like I was coach Lydia then I was the badass collective and now I'm level up with Lydia and I kind of just go through these cycles of like you know that doesn't really resonate with me anymore okay I want to like change this and then it's like oh you know there's that part of like well you've built this audience and it's like you know what it's okay like The people who want to find me and like, you know, vibe with this and this version of me now, they will find me here. So yeah, I'm, I'm still like the badass collective is there, but it's still like, I don't know what the, I don't know how to explain it. It's still the badass collective, but I'm kind of pushing like level up with Lydia, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. I think at the end of the day, you at this moment are the the core of the business and Mm uh you're kind of like an artist that's creating a masterpiece and you're um, basically your your uh, canvas and uh, your brushes and paints are, what you know how to do, which is training people, helping them get stronger, and then all the personal development stuff, which is exploring their inner selves and then connecting that externally and having that match whatever their goals are. So I I see you as an artist in that that sense, and I find it uh, totally okay. In fact, uh, I think it's normal to iterate on uh, your brand name or whatever it is. At the end of the day, you are Lydia Barrington. Right now, specifically, you are coach, Lydia Barrington, focusing on women specifically. And then, of course, we can go even more granular. And then you can say women who are in this age group doing this thing in this moment in life, whatever it may be. Mm. So, yeah, the Badass Collective fits uh, leveling up with Lydia fits. It's just a matter of finding the channel that uh, resonates the most for the longest and then becomes that signature brand, the legacy brand, whatever it may be, um, does that resonate with you? Is that is that something that you feel uh, aligned? Definitely. And I
1: I honestly think that I think that was when I was um, deciding to level up with Lydia. I kind of thought, you know, I can see that being a long-term thing that can kind of change however I'm delivering that thing. And, yeah, to me, I felt like it just kind of it felt like, this is this is it. I'm not to say that I won't change it again, but it just felt like a really good vibe with it. Yeah, just feels mm-hmm.
0: really good. And now uh, tell me, uh, give me a couple of moments where you felt like, okay, uh, I'm trying something out. Let's say it's um, an online program or PT work or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And you realizing, okay, this is not only what I like to do and what I'm good at, but it's also converting into uh, sales or impact, like you're actually producing results. Um, can you give me a couple examples or an example of that?
1: Yeah, I think a good example of that was when, so when I originally came to Dunedin and starting my business, I literally just took my on, like my um, in-person clients and took them like online. And at that stage, I was just doing exercise training, so exercise coaching, so doing the programming. And then having coaching calls and talking about their training. And then I actually had an old staff member be like, hey, do you do like mindset coaching? And I was like, what? Like, this is, you know, it feels a bit like out the out the gate. I wasn't really expecting it. But he's like, you know, I've seen you evolve because I used to work with him. Um, and he's like, you know, I've seen you sh- like make so many shifts and level ups. Like, can you help like write me a mindset program? So I was like, okay. Like, so I just, you know, tried it. And then I was like, oh, that was quite cool. And then I was like, oh, my God, like that's and it kind of goes back to where I was um, in Auckland after getting back from Australia. It was like I blended like exercise and personal development together to help me. I was like, oh, my God, there's probably like so many other women who like want and need this because at the moment it's so much like mindset over here and then training over here. But there's not this like blending of it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens. I'm going to make a program and in my coaching, make it like this is what I do. Like if you want to coach with me, this is my style. And I remember putting out a video on Instagram actually. and was like, hey, like I'm starting my, you know, first um, the style of uh, programming or coaching as you will. And I started out as like a group thing and I had girls sign up and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like, this is so cool. And then I have just refined it and refined it. And now I do more of the like one-to-one stuff. And that it just honestly, like, seeing the girls grow, not only in the gym, but a lot within their mindset and then doing things, like, showing up with that main character energy and it's just like, holy shit, like, this is what I live for. Like, and then messaging me and being like, oh, my God, like, you know, sharing bits and pieces of what they've actually, like, achieved or overcome. And I'm just like, oh, like, it just feels so good.
0: Um, every time you would message me or we message each other now, uh, when I open the DM, I'm always like, Ooh, here, here comes the gift because um, the way that you present things is so uh, it's so positive. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so um, colorful that I'm like, I can't wait to read this. This is going to be great. and And I've always loved the way that you communicate and I know that it's probably not everybody's cup of tea. It's not everybody's style. But I think it's such a signature uh, piece that you have. And this is something that I, I really noticed when we we started the little freestyle movement uh, community. And you were always there. And I just remember how people were connecting with how you were, <laughs> were sharing. And I'm like, this is something I could never do. I just do not have the capacity to speak in that way. And that is such a gift. And it's cool to hear that, that like those messages back and forth, I can just see how that feels. And I think it's the coolest. So uh, I hope Uh you continue to double down on the way that you express yourself. Uh, That honestly means
1: so much to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, Yeah, that means so much to me because I think while navigating this business journey, you know, because I do read a lot of things and I want to study and, you know, people say you should communicate like this and this is how you should write emails and talk to clients and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, I literally will like say fuck or like, you know, you know, like what I will swear and I'm like, "Yeah."
0: yeah,
1: like I will swear in my coaching sessions, I will swear on my emails. And I try to be as authentic and like, yeah, get myself across the way I do it. And I know it's not, you know, quote unquote, like professional or whatever, but my girls vibe with that. And that's the thing that I've, you know, begin mm-hmm. to realize. And like you said, in terms of the communication thing, I do feel like I've started to see that like, wow, I'm actually getting to connect with these people. And then I ask why. And it's like, oh, you know, I felt your energy through like my email, I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like,
0: that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you posted something the other day, uh, which was a before and after. And I think it was a year apart or maybe even two years apart. Maybe it was a year apart. Uh, talk to me about that post and um, and share a little bit about that because I thought that was a very powerful uh, share and something that um, – I think people need to to hear, uh, or at least I'm I'm curious, and I think it could be a valuable uh, thing to uh, maybe discuss here. Yeah, what what was that post about?
1: Yeah, so that was a transformation post, and it was me two years apart. So one was in 2021 at the end of 2021, and one was like from a few days ago, so 2023. And I think it was important for me to share that because one like I think what people and I see it with my girls and um new clients that are coming you know to me is that what kind of fitness is portrayed um we don't see what's happening you know in the background um so you know we can see all these highlight reels and we can see all these physiques and you know think that that's like the golden standard of what we need to work towards but then you also don't see a lot of the shit that's happening behind the scenes and so What I wanted to share is that you could see in both of the photos that I look, you know, quote unquote happy. I'm like smiling and posing and I look relatively, you know, fit and lean. Mm -hmm. But the difference being that in 2021, like I was not feeling good at all. And I didn't actually even realize that until I lost my period. And then I was like, shit, this is not good. Like I've gone a bit too far here. And Mm -hmm. that. Like, how I got there was because being in the fitness industry, I've been in it for about 12 years. And I remember ever since kind of getting into it, I've always kind of had this, like, feeling of not looking how I wanted to. Or, like, I would feel really strong, but I wouldn't feel like my physique, like, represented that. And throughout those years, you know, I would eat whatever I wanted and, like, feel like, you know, try to out-train a bad diet. And I had bad habits around that. And then when I was like, okay, yep, I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to dial in this nutrition. Like, I'm going to fucking make this happen. And then, yeah, like I said, when I got to that point, I was like, hey, man, like, I've lost my period. This is not good. And then they were kind of like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have lost your period um, because you didn't lose that much weight, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'm going. So I'm going to like go do my own thing. So then I started eating more calories. Um, but then I kind of like slipped back into old habits where you know I would um, eat a lot and then kind of restrict and then like eat a lot and then restrict Um, and you know coming from that like place of losing my period and being in survival mode that was you know not only restricted but I was training like nearly every day I was doing so much cardio I could you know I was so tired like emotionally like high you know high and low and then as I was coming out of that and then I was going through the cycle again um I then put it like put it I then put on a little bit of weight and like nothing crazy but it was just like oh you know I got to that point where I was just like you know fuck it and I talked about this in another post that when you want to change you have got to get to that point where like that discomfort of changing has to outweigh like how you feel in the moment and that's how I felt I was like fuck this like I'm so over it. I just want to feel like strong and I want my physique to look like that. And I want to do it in a way that, you know, I don't end up back where I was. And Sam mentions um, that I check out 3DMJ. um, And so I was like, all right, I checked out the nutrition like book and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And he did it with me. We did like an eight week cut following the guidelines. And at the end of the eight weeks, Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. I can do this. Like, I empowered myself to learn what was required. I showed up, did the thing, and then I could fully understand that whole process versus, you know, back in 2021, I had a plan. I was told what to do, and then I'd freak out because I wouldn't know, you know, what I could do if I didn't have the food or the plan. Whereas this one, I was like, okay, I'm choosing what to eat. I can understand, like, how to build these meals. I can take full ownership. I reduced training a lot. So now, you know, training days are now like five instead of like seven. And now I'm actually like over this past year, I've been working more like one-on-one with one of the coaches from 3DMJ, Coach Brad, and he's had me in a bulk, like in a surplus. And I remember when he first said it, he's like, all right, we're going to get you on a bulk. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I've spent my whole like fitness career thinking I need to be like shred." And I was like, oh shit. And he's like, girl, you just got to trust the process. You know, he's like, if you want to build muscle and remodel, like you're going to have to go into the surplus. Just trust it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I was like, okay, so now I've been in the surplus and I'm the heaviest I've ever been. Like, I think I'm about seven or eight kgs above like my shred weight. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I feel strong. Like, you know, I feel good in my training sessions. I get to eat so much food. (laughs) Like, it's just amazing. And I felt like, I wanted to share that. Like there's so much um, conflicting information out there around how to look um, strong and have this physique and to actually feel thriving. And so I guess I wanted to try and like share that little bit of light from my perspective.
0: Uh, This is what came up for me. It it just kind of reminds me of something that I've said uh, forever. And you probably heard me repeat this over and over again, which is the difference of, let's say you're writing a book To write a book that's full of recipes versus writing a book that shows you what are the ingredients that your recipes have and how to put them together so that you can go into your pantry, into your uh, fridge, uh, go to the grocery store and get the things that you need, you want, and know how to put them together. Um, Yeah, so teaching people how to to cook or how to fish or how to train is is more valuable than teaching people what to do in terms of uh, the prescription itself. Um, yeah, that is really, really cool. Uh, have you done any research around, um, why you lost your period and, uh, why you were able to, uh, get it back?
1: I have done a little bit, I wouldn't say like crazy in depth, but I honestly think that it was due to like very heavy, like calorie restriction. It was very fast as well. Like the calorie deficit, um, it was very steep and overtraining so like yeah just so much like stress to my body like I literally remember like just lying in bed and being like what the fuck i remember crying during cardio like come on like these are some red flags so I honestly think and this is like yeah not scientific at all um, but my I guess feeling was that my body was literally like kind of shutting down like it was just trying to preserve as much like energy as I could and it's not like a thriving environment for a baby, you know. So it's like your body's just like nah, you're losing your period,
0: mm-hmm. which completely That's kind of goes my up
1: non-scientifically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, anecdotal is good, uh, but that completely goes against uh, what you're biologically predisposed to be doing. Um, and it's it's um, it's not everybody who uh, loses their period and and decides that uh, they want to change. A lot of a lot of women um, continue. Uh, what, what was the thing that made you feel like, okay, yeah, this is important to me? Why why was it important for you to realize that losing your period was actually not healthy and conducive for your well-being?
1: Yeah, to me, like, and like, even looking back at the photos, um, and, you know, like, I don't want to take away from anyone or uh, whose physique might look like how, how mine did, but when I look back at her, that version of me, I'm kind of like, oh my god, girl, like, you look really like skinny and fragile and um I'm just like you know I just kind of I think when I when I lost it that was just a light bulb of like my body is not thriving it was kind of like I mean I suppose when someone has um I know this sounds extreme but you know they have a heart attack and it's like fuck wake up but sometimes like you said some people don't change but for me that was like a big red flag I was like no, like this is not a good sign. Like this is not what I don't want to not have my period. Like for me, that was just a marker of like thriving, like surviving. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I gotta change. So I yeah, I literally just started eating more, training less, and she came back.
0: Mm-hmm. Um the the reason I asked this question and some people listening may be thinking, like, you're an idiot, Carl, what what the fuck are you talking about here? Or why are you asking this this question? The reason is because When I open Instagram or social media, there is this, yeah, some people are are trying to uh, bring balance and well-being. But for the most part, it's optimized for attention and engagement, Mm -hmm. the platforms. And as they're optimized for attention, there is this mindset of like, you need to do everything that is in your power to get where you want to go. If you want this physique, you need to do everything in your power to get there. If you want to uh, start your company, you need to do everything that's in your power to get there, even if you die trying type of (laughs) thing. Yeah. And although that's cool for a second, but the moment uh, it it takes away from your life and your uh, well-being, something needs to give. And... I'm always curious, like, what is that impulse that somebody experiences that allows them to uh, bypass their original drive and say, wait a second, I need to um, restructure and channel my drive elsewhere uh, because it will be a better decision. So I, I, think, I think you brought it up and, and, it, and it makes sense. It's, it's that idea of thriving. Um, what does thriving feel like to you, Lydia?
1: Thriving. Oh, it feels like having energy. It feels like, yeah, feeling strong. Like when I'm in the gym, I'm, you know, cons- like not always like smashing out PBs, like ultimate PBs, but like, you know, progressively making PBs, getting strong. Um, I feel like my state of mind and like my mood feels more like even. I'm not like high or low. It's this more like less reactive um, kind of feeling. I feel like like fulfilled, I'm doing what I want, like enjoying myself. And yeah, I feel like when you're in that state of like thriving, whatever kind of happens, you can kind of like easily, not easily, that's not the right word, you can better navigate it versus when you're in survival, it's like, fuck, man, like I'm just trying to like, you know, get out of bed kind of thing, like, cause I've got no energy, I feel fucked, I'm really reactive, you know? So, yeah. Thriving to me just feels like I'm living my best life and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I have to have said that I've achieved all my goals yet, but yeah, just feeling like really grateful for where I'm at and feeling like good in myself. feel like I can show up because I've taken care of me and then now I can like help my girls because I've done that for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's your little uh playbook for, for being able to live in a state where you're thriving, uh, even though that playbook is evolving. What, what's your current playbook? What do you focus on, prioritize? What does a day look like, a week look like?
1: Yeah, so like in the morning, like my kind of like morning routine, if you will. Um. Yeah, so no phone for like the first hour. And I, my morning routine can look like, you know, I start by getting ready and then I'll do some kind of like movement practice. You may have seen me doing like my handstands, <laughs> my headstands. So I'll do a bit of that, bit of mobility, and then I make a coffee, and then I usually do some kind of like reading. So um yeah, kind of reading, journaling, and then I like get out my business book, my big journal, and then I write down like a brain dump on the left side and then priority on the right side, and then I just like plan my day. And then depending on what day of the week it is, it could be I could be going to the gym, doing like my, you know, clients Um, PT sessions there or I could be doing my online stuff but non-negotiables for me is training so like training is always there food is always there like my meals I love my meals like my oats and coffee like after the gym it's like oh life is amazing (laughs) you know it's just those little things that make you feel so good and then yeah having time with Sam like non-negotiables like we plan um walks it can like doesn't have to be the same time every day but that's kind of like our check-in like we go outside get in a walk and like touch base with each other and then yeah just working on projects like in the times that i'm not doing that one-to-one with clients whether it's online or in person it's like all right where do i like want to be spending my time and it's been really hard but i feel like i'm getting better at managing that balance because like, I'm sure you've gone through it too. Like, when you are building your business, it's really hard to just, like, switch off. Like, you're kind of wanting to always do it. But that doesn't make you thrivey. <laughs> you know, that doesn't show up. You don't show up thrivey either. So, yeah, it is finding that balance of, like, all right, what is the actual priorities there? And then, like, what does Lydia need? Like, what does she need to do to, like, feel good? Maybe she just needs to chill the fuck out and, like, rest today or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, it's still definitely, like, a learning um, and it's like, I feel like I'm still in progress of trying to figure that out so that I can feel more like sustainably thriving, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Um, complete aside here. If you ever start a podcast, call it Thrivey. I think that's the best thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> thrivey. I do love that.
0: That is great. I've never heard anybody say it like that. I'm like, I'm, that, so I'm, cool. like,
1: I'm going to write that down. Yeah, write that, <laughs> write that down. I'm going to write that down.
0: You don't even have to give me credit.
1: <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: Um, I love it. That's so cool. I love cool. that. Uh, talk to me about, um, do you still work with Sam on projects together or do you, do you both do your own things?
1: Yes. So we actually um, are working on a project at the moment and it's called like we haven't we haven't publicly released it yet but um it's called we do calisthenics and so essentially um sam being such an amazing developer he is doing like the app side of things um and essentially we're building like a platform to help it's kind of like if you think of those skill trees like with movements and then we're trying to like create these pathways for people so that when they start calisthenics they can be like oh hey Like, I want to be able to get a pull-up. What do I need to do? And then we have, like, all the prerequisites, all the videos, all the progressions so that they can work towards their goals. So essentially, we are creating this really cool, yeah, pathway of, like, how people can level up in calisthenics.
0: That's super cool. And how is it working with your partner? How, How do you navigate that?
1: Like, I think it's really cool because we have different strengths. So, like... For example, like Sam is very much like the tech, um, you know, doing the app development behind the scenes. And I'm more like, um, you know, I mean, in the videos or coaching or like networking, communication, more like front facing kind of thing. And then I think what we've learned as well is like like I know at the start like I would take things real personally (laughs) and I'll be like oh my god like you know even if it was like in a coaching sense like Sam might say something to me and I would take it really personally but like as we've like grown and um got to knowing how to like better communicate with each other I can see it for more like logical like oh okay he's just like giving me feedback on that thing and it's like it's not like an attack on me you know Mm -hmm. like it's okay or if we don't understand, it's like, oh, hey, I don't quite understand like what you mean by that. So it's just having this more of like a open dialogue, I think it's really helped. And then in terms of the business side of things, it's like giving each other like that autonomy of like, hey, I'm going to work on this thing. And then it'll be like, yeah, I'm going to work on this thing. And then it's like, OK, let's meet up and like see where we're at.
0: Uh, Because working with your partner can be uh, extremely challenging. I've, I've done I've done that and. Uh, although uh you know it it, it can be a very uh uniting it can also be extremely disruptive to to the relationship and you have to set really really strong boundaries and I don't think every every couple is 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 able to do that uh but those who can I find them to be extremely uh, interesting and not only that I think I think they have, insane potential because the chemistry that exists there uh, can produce something very unique so that that's really cool and uh, talk to me Lydia about uh, things that you are currently excited about or looking forward to that you're like yeah this is something that I'm I'm feeling really good about that I'm currently doing or 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 is coming down the pipeline besides the this app
1: so the next thing that i would be saying that i'm very excited about and that's very front of mind is the stronger you challenge 2024 so that's going to be my second challenge ever and learning how well this first one went i'm like oh my god i just want to do like more of this um and yeah that's happening that kicks off february 5th so i'm getting all like hyped up for that working behind the scenes literally just publishing it today um opening registration so I'm getting really hyped up for that and yeah I'm just excited like it this feels like it was only actually through a conversation that I was having with like an old school friend and he was like oh um like do you do any challenges and I was like no and like I had kind of had this like this is a bit of a side note but I kind of thought like challenges especially in fitness I kind of had this like I guess, um, preconception that challenges are bad because they're just teaching people like short term and they're not, you know, about long term gain and they're not sustainable. And that was also like um, my own previous, uh, what would you call it, experience of like having a challenge and then you end up worse than what you were like after the challenge. Yeah. But then actually um, Alex Homozy, I was reading one of his books and he talked about a challenge and how it's like a really cool entry way for someone to get started and it feels less overwhelming but you are teaching them about long term like they literally could repeat the challenge like over and over again if they wanted to and as long as you're making it you know sustainable um, then that's something that they could do and it doesn't have to be just like six weeks eight weeks or whatever so then I was like all right I'm gonna try this like challenge thing and no shit like uh, it was like a Sunday and I just like this whole Sunday all just like these downloads came to me and I was like stronger you oh my god yeah it's gonna be like this and this is what it's gonna be like and i just created this whole challenge and then put it out into the world and then these girls were like yep we're keen so i was like me and then so yeah now i'm getting hyped and ready for the next one and it's really cool like um have you heard of alice kd loose kid i have not it's like an apparel it's like an, it's like a fitness apparel company in australia and i love their vision and mission because they're all about being one percent better and they've been like, I connected with a girl there and she's like, yes, I'll like sponsor your girls. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> you know, like there's just there's just so many cool things that I just feel like is happening with this little strong girl uh, gang, I call it, you know. And I feel like this could really fucking change so many girls lives. And I just mm-hmm. I'm smiling so big because I feel really excited and really passionate about it.
0: I feel it. I feel it. We're going to put that in the in the show notes. So people <laughs> who are interested in signing up, they can go sign up and uh it's a month it's a month long
1: so no this one's gonna be eight weeks so it's eight weeks
0: okay perfect so people know two two weeks and it's and it's online um or is it in person
1: so you've got the option of both so there's online available and then there's in person as well and then even like i mean um not not like people from the US are going to travel to New Zealand, but if you are doing it online and say you are living in New Zealand, you can travel to come for the in-person meet that we do at the end, which essentially is like this big. If you kind of think of like a powerlifting meet, it's kind of like that, but we do it with like three movements and it's more like calisthenics based.
0: Ooh, talk to me about those movements. What does that look like? Guide me, guide me through the experience of that meet.
1: Okay, so well essentially like what I did with the girls <clears throat> is like, we all gathered together got them all like warmed up and prepped and then i took them through the movement standards and have you heard of street lifting
0: i have not i'm learning a lot today
1: <laughs> so like i found i came across like a few um of the girls that are based in the netherlands and they did this thing called street lifting and i was like oh my god they look so strong and they do things like pull-ups or chin-ups uh they do muscle-ups And then depending on like what federation I think they do, some of them do like dips and they do like a squat. And I was like, huh, like those are the things that I love training. And I'm like, oh my God, those things like girls love to be able to do those. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to base it around like a push, a pull and a legs. So in the last challenge, I had the girls choosing whether they wanted to do like pull up or chin up and then they had different variations that they could do. So you know, meeting them where they're at, whether they were doing like banded ones or maybe they were doing like a chin over bar hold. Uh, maybe they were doing like elevated. Um, so for the push-ups, they might've been doing like elevated push-ups or floor push-ups. Um, then they were doing dips. Like some of them were doing dips depending on their like, uh, what would you call it? Like
0: Yeah, their, their skill level, abilities. Yeah. yeah,
1: skill level. Yeah. And then like they were either doing a squat or a deadlift. And then so this time round, I wanted to refine it even more and then so we're literally just going to do like a pull. Um, so that will be a like a pull up or a chin up. And then obviously those progressions for mm-hmm. like if you haven't got one. And then we're going to do some kind of variation of a dip. So what, wherever that athlete is at, we will have a progression for them. And then we're going to do a squat. So they can either do like a front squat or a back squat. Mm-hmm. And then so, yeah, as they show up, it's like, okay, we go into the pulling like variation first. And then so everyone, it's not like, competing against each other is very much a one-on-one mm-hmm. so like I made them cards like I had like their um like a photo from their training like on the front and then I had these cards with lines in the middle and then they were to write their attempts like a powerlifting meet so they have three attempts to try and get like a PR so we would do all the pulling so the girls it was so cool like Sam was there taking photos and like the girls just look so badass so they did all the pulling um, and then we went into the pushing variations, So they were either doing like dips or push-ups. And then we went and did like the squats and the remaining deadlifts. And I think the really cool thing was at the start, I said, um, getting the girls to introduce each other. And I said, what are your intentions? Like, what do you want to get out of this today? And the most common thing was actually like being okay, like with failing and failing in front of others. And each of the girls actually had a moment where they failed. And then they were like, "I'm so glad that happened." And then after they failed, they went and for that uh, like third attempt, and they got it. And they were just like, "Yes!" And Amazing. it was just so cool to see that they were like, "Yeah," that they wanted to do that, but they overcame that like doubt and like, "Fuck, okay, yeah, I can do this." So yeah, hope that gives you a bit of a vibe. And then we all went for coffee sure. and like celebrated afterwards.
0: <laughs> T- talk to me a little bit about. Um what your mindset is around your your vision. You've shared a lot about how you feel about it and, and kind of what you're doing, but um, is there like an underlying uh, clear, uh, like North Star metric mission that is there that you, you constantly just kind of come back to and that you find yourself kind of like having to remember?
1: Yeah, I would feel like the thing that, Without even like writing, like this is kind of my vision or mission. It's only kind of come about when I've been talking with clients. And it's like, I want to inspire, educate and empower women how to be unapologetically themselves, because that was something that that's why I created this whole thing, because that was something that I felt like I just wanted to be me. Like, I just want that. And I want that for other girls. So that's my yeah, that's my North Star. Like if I can inspire and um, like educate and empower you how to be yourself. And I just use that through strength training and self-awareness. Like I'm fucking winning, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that's my, like, that's what I want to get out in the world.
0: I think that's wonderful. And I think one of the things that um, physical fitness allows you to do is to uh, be that person that you truly are, that you want to be in a way that is interacting with maybe like a physical object or with yourself in a movement. But then when it's time to kind of translate that to in person or with others, it gets a little scary. Have you found anything that has worked well for the women that you work with that has allowed them to be like, you know what, I'm going to say this thing that I haven't dared to say before, but I'm going to say it now because I feel ready to go. Is there anything there that you've observed or anything that you can share along those lines?
1: Definitely yeah like honestly that's like I go back to before when I get these messages from them and you know some of these messages are so like personal that you know I don't I don't share that stuff but it's like oh my god like you know I had um like many women when they come into a gym setting it can be like so intimidating like you know fuck this like don't want to be in here kind of thing And so, you know, I've worked with women, like getting them just starting, like training at home, like doing body weight or if they've got like a, you know, gym set up to now, like there's a client um, that I work with and she like will train outside. She'll train in the gym. Like, you know, just seeing that evolution of like, yeah, I'm I'm here. Like this is my space too. like even that evolution of feeling comfortable in a gym setting. She'll like when she's traveling, she'll go to other gyms now. And it's like, holy shit, this is huge. I've got women who are like, um, you know, planning on leaving their nine to fives to then go pursue like their own creative business. And I'm just like, wow, like there's just so many things that I've seen these girls, whether it's in their own personal lives or in a gym setting and that confidence to be like, yeah, I can actually like do this. Like I've got Mm -hmm. this like, not that I give them the green light I just mirror back like what there's like saying and doing but I'm like I just help give them that nudge of like yes like you can do this and just Mm -hmm. seeing them slowly like build that confidence to then take action to actually be like oh yeah like um even one of the girls like I remember like when she was training for the pull-up and so like I could see she was strong enough to get it but she was just so in her mind about it and I was like look girl like this is a mind thing. Like, I know you're strong enough to do it, but you've just kind of got to work through your own narratives. She went away, like, did a lot of work on that. And then, like, I got this video and she's like, I did it. You know, she's like doing a pull up. And it's just like, this is so cool, like, not only in the physical stuff, but in the inner work that these girls are doing and then how they're showing up, even from little things of like, um, in a coaching call now, I will have like a timer, for example, so that I keep on track you know, with coaching calls, some of the girls like, oh, yeah, I use that now, like with my businesses or my meetings and like just seeing that they apply like what they're learning in our sessions and they apply that in real life. And it's just like, fuck, that's cool.
0: Yeah, that is that really answers cool. your question. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It does. And um, it, it shows two things. One is uh, you don't have to tell them anything for them to do it. You just have to hold the space and create this culture and experience that allows them to do it themselves. And then there are practices like the timer or maybe some journaling or uh, how to uh, think about their nutrition or whatever it may be that they can implement and even if it's just one thing, that tool alone can can shift uh, gears. Um, yeah, I love that and um, I don't know why I feel compelled to share this, maybe because I feel like celebrating my wife too, but uh, Tanya, who you know, uh, has really gotten into pickleball, so she's like paying, playing pickleball. She's competing, and she's been so consistent with it. And I, I've seen it translate into her personal life. Uh, it's translated into her work, and uh, I think she looks hotter than ever. Like I'm like, man, y- y- I am so attracted to you right now. It's insane. Um, yeah, it, it, it. I. I think when when you can really commit to yourself and to do it through something that you love and you find passion in and that is physical and translates into real life uh, or when it starts to translate into real life you irradiate some kind of magic and i feel like that's that's something that can't be explained it could only see, only be experienced thus you need to do the thing to get there and thus like all this talking is just uh it's just talking you have to do it Um, (laughs) yeah I, I feel like that's what you are capable of doing you're able to bring the talk which is this into um a very specific experience that translates into the outcome that maybe people are currently sensing right now and that to me is exciting
1: oh I love that and I think like Like, just um, when you were saying before about, you know, whether it's a physique thing, I think what has been really cool is actually getting the girls to shift from, like, they can have a physique goal, but it's more like focusing on the feeling that they want from what they think, you know, they would have from achieving their physique goal. And then showing them how they can do that by focusing on, like, these main, like, strength movements. Because, like, you know, like, you literally could look in the mirror and be like, you know two seconds apart like oh I look great and then like I don't look great versus like if you feel good you know you're like oh man I look amazing but nothing really changed it's just kind of how you feel so getting the girls to focus on being stronger you can then see how that changes like whether it's like the clothes they're wearing you know like they might feel more comfortable to wear a bit more tight-fitted clothes or you know they might be walking in the gym like a bit more confidently and it's just like focusing on the feeling that they want and using the strength training to make them feel that feeling that they want that confidence that empowerment like yes i feel strong and then how they feel that they look you know is changed by that feeling
0: mm-hmm. without mm-hmm.
1: having to have achieved this physique goal that kind of can sometimes just kind of keep getting pushed out you know
0: yeah yeah i and i totally hear that uh i mean i, I... I'm going to be 42. My body is definitely changing. Like, my skin is a little thinner, and I, I feel maybe uh, like I recover uh, a little bit slower than I used to when I was in my 20s, of course. My hair is thinning, and I'm kind of like, oh, am I balding? Like, what's happening? My eyesight, <laughs> I wear glasses to be here on the computer. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, fuck, this really sucks. Like, I feel, um, yeah, I feel lesser than me. But then I do something like, for example, today, right before getting on this, I I just did three sets of uh, max handstand holds, uh, and when I say max, I'm like eighty percent, seventy five percent effort actually, but just pushing myself a little bit. And after I did that, I was like, "Man, you look pretty good right now. You feel yes. pretty good, you know." So I, I yeah. totally hear you, and it, and it, I think it's you. It's that's a universal truth, whether uh, culturally or not. Um, we, we speak of it but I'm, I'm glad that you're able to do it with with your community and and with the women you you work with lydia amazing thank you so much any any final words anything you want to share to close it out honestly like my mouth is sore
1: from smiling <laughs> so much like this has been so much fun and i'm so grateful for you having me on like the time has gone so quickly like this has been fucking epic and That's yeah awesome. i'm so grateful thank you carl
0: well, thank you. Thank you for making it happen. And thank you for making it possible. I'm I'm uh, I'm your number one fan. I I will support you in anything that you do. And I hope everybody listening uh, once again can can feel how infectious your energy is. And what I, what I admire the most about you is that you are relentless in your ability to iterate on how you're expressing yourself because you care so much about uh producing great outcomes. And I I think that's uh, wonderful. And um, yeah, just keep modeling that. I, I will follow.
1: Wow. That's so cool. Thank you, Carl.
0: You got it. You got it. All right. Peace out, everybody.